ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. And welcome to Between the Mats, episode Number two of the week, episode number four of season two. Matt, how you doing? I'm good, brother. Having a blast. How are you? Man, I'm doing a great job. You know, I never get tired of hearing JB say welcome to Between the Mats, <laughs> or you are Between the Mats. He's just got such a a, a great voice. He's a, he, he is, man. He is a, a play-by-play man. <laughs> he is, for sure. So, uh, this is the second episode of our uh, 6A preview. So, yes. we'll talk about uh, the 6A East today. And, man, we have some great interviews for you uh, in the East. We were only able to get two interviews in the West with their coaches. We have four for you yeah. in the East. So That's partly my fault because, uh, you know, I do know that three plus three is six. <laughs> On most days. But if you put them all out there, I might put four on one side and two on the other. <laughs> but anyway, hey, the, the plus side of that is you don't have to listen to me and junk talk as That's much. Right. That's right. I told Maddie, we're going to have to fly through this thing. <laughs> so just to kick it off, we'll just kind of go through a little bit of how the East finished up last year and how they're projected for this season. You had Sylvan Hills uh, with Coach Chris Hill will be our first interview that will kick off the East. Um, man, they had a, an unbelievable year last year and a great run. Start, first year. Yeah, started off, you know, a little rough. And, and like Coach Hill will talk about here in a minute is, you know, it takes a while to implement that system and that flex bone. Yeah. But once they figured it out, once they bought in, man, they were rolling. And uh, defensively, they had a special season last year. So uh, they finished the season nine and four overall, six and one in conference with the one seed. Uh, they're projected to do the same again this season. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're kind of anxious to see how they do because they lost a lot. Yeah, and, and Coach Hill will talk about that. They're re- they're not returning very many starters. No, but you know, first year win a championship or win a, a conference championship. Right. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Pretty awesome, and and just to play away a two point conversion away for, oh, for playing for a title. Playing for a title. Yeah. So this is uh, Coach Chris Hill from the Sylvan Hills Bears, and we're live here on Between the Mats with Coach Chris Hill of the Sylvan Hill Bears. Hey, Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Good. I got Matt Wilcox here, <laughs> Coach. You guys had a great year last year, uh, man. Just really. Turned heads. You guys uh, running that uh, that option. Uh, you guys just really did well. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it. Well, we, we did. I tell you what. You know. You know. I've, I've done it thirty years. One thing I figured out: when you got good players, you're a whole lot better coach. It does make <laughs> a make a good coach out of you, doesn't it? <laughs> it does that. It does that. They overcame coaching in a lot of situations, but we we had a good, good group of good group of seniors. You know, I wish we had a regular summer where we could have. You know, did some team camps and, and everything. I think we might have started the season better than 0-3 or 0-2, rather. And, but, you know, if that's what it was, when our kids stayed in there and they, they fought and they, they bought into what we were doing, they, they got better every week. And, you know, we just we just continued to improve. And, and like I said, have had some really good players that uh, made it for a very uh, – you know, last season was different than any season I've ever been a part of. A lot of questions of COVID and everything, but, man, our kids hung in there and, and we were fortunate with uh, – you know, COVID never did really affect us a whole lot. Uh, we were very fortunate with the injury. 
and uh, you know, all those things have to be in place to have a season like we did. You know, Coach, you're talking about COVID. You know, it's it's really interesting from one school to the next how how it affects even if you don't necessarily have cases or even quarantine. At Greenbrier, it hurt us early. Uh, we we were up there, uh, had some guys out first couple games, but then after that, it went pretty well. But some teams like Central, uh, you know, missed a lot of games. And we talked we talked last week with Coach Daryl Patton down there at Southwest, and to hear him talk about just trying to get started playing playing with a football program and just the the hurdles that he had to go through. And it's uh, I you know, we talked to uh, we talked to uh, the Greenbrier coach Coach Young, and 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 I told him I said you have to feel. I was going to say Greenbrier, I mean Greenwood. You have to feel like you've been set free after last year now that you can you hug a kid or, or high-five, you know, and, and actually sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. You know, we just uh, – I said, we my defense coordinator was quarantined. I got him back Friday morning before the first game. Goodness you know, we've gracious. been defense coordinator for two weeks, and, and that was tough. But uh, it's like I told me with our seniors this morning, you know, I always like to have them over the house to eat stuff and, and sit around and visit a little different level outside of football and, and you couldn't do that last year you know so it was a uh, very uh trying very frustrating year last year in, in certain aspects but uh you know at least we did get to play football well coach you had a like matt said earlier you had a, a very successful season there and and implementing that offense uh it's just, it's just hard to prepare for and you don't see it week in week out and then talk to us a little bit about that lake hamilton game that, that semifinal game where they got you by one yeah, I'll tell you, that was, that was a good ball game. You know, we, we started looking at the brackets, and we knew if we played well, we, we'd probably match up with them and, and uh, you know, was able to do that. You know, we were down 14 to nothing with five minutes left. And a lot of people say, well, you know, if you get behind the flex bone, you're in trouble. Well, you know, I, I was a spread guy for probably 15 years, and we, we've had more big plays out of flex bone than we did out of spread. <laughs> and, you know, we were able to come back, and, and we, you know, hindsight, you know, I probably should we probably should have went for two. Uh, after we tied it, you know, when it was 13-14, had a little momentum. And, uh, you know, we lost our inside linebacker at halftime, and, and we really missed him. He was an outstanding player at Xavier Okafor, all-state players. We lost him right before halftime, and that certainly hurt us. But, uh, you know, our kids hung in there, and we, we, we scored, made it 14-7. We got the ball back, scored again. Uh, then we're going to overtime. You know, they scored, and then we, we go for two uh, and, and, and didn't make it. Mm. And, you know, they, they was a good football team, very well coached. Uh, coach does a great job over there. And, and you know, they're, 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 they was a good football team, probably second-best team in the state. And, and you know, just uh, we just come up a little bit short there at the end. Sure. Well, I know it's a heartbreaker. And, you know, that flex bone, well, I, I can completely understand what you're talking about because we ran into it last year uh, at, at Greenbrier, went to Magnolia. And uh, I think if they wouldn't have turned the ball over, they would have scored 90 on us in that game. So, uh, it's a very hard offense to stop. You got to play discipline defense, and when you ask sixteen, seventeen year old kids to play sound, disciplined football, sometimes it just doesn't work out very good for you. Well, yeah, Coach King does a great job, and you know we we run the exact same system. It's all it's all Harding stuff from, from Kenny Wheatman, uh, but you know, and also you're, you're trying to ask that sixteen year old kid with with offensive linemen to come out of his knees, cutting his knees, and double teaming, and you know, from a defense lineman standpoint, you think about it. You know, one play you get base blocked, one play you don't get blocked at all. The next play you get double teamed. The next play you get scooped. Uh, <laughs> kids, kids don't like people down on their knees, right? And, no. and off the floor. And that's, and that's you know, like you said, there's uh, very few teams in Arkansas that, that that run that offense, and I think it does give us an advantage. 
Well, talk to us a little bit about, uh, of course, you've always got good athletes and good talent down there, about this this kid that you get moved in here from Texas, uh, Mr. Broadway. Uh, he's a special talent from what I understand. Well, he, he he's actually moved back. He moved back. Is that to, right? Where it came from, yeah. I did not hear, yeah, he hear that. Back, like, yeah, I guess over the, over the dead period. But, you know, we, we had him here for a few weeks. Good kid, hardworking kid. Uh, you know, has got a lot of offers. And, uh, but, you know, we've. Well, you know, anytime you get a move in like that, you just kind of hold your breath. And you just, you know, you hope for the, you hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Right. Uh, but you know, uh, we we've got some good guys back here in the backfield that, that can that can certainly uh, help us win ball games. But you know, I uh, wish Isaiah the best. You know, went back to his hometown back in, in Lancaster, uh, Texas, uh, where he was at before he came here. So, you know, uh, I know I know he was excited to do that, get back with his buddies and sure. people he's known for years. Well, coach, tell us some about tell us about some of these dudes you do have. Well, you know we 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 got to replace eleven starters on offense. I've never I've never had to replace eleven. Oh, wow! But uh, so uh, but you know I think offense line wise, we had some young guys played last year. Got a lot of JV stuff in, a lot of a lot of JV games in, and, and I really think our offense line has a chance to be to be good. Uh, Braden Crowley, Josh Lawrence, Brom Smith. Uh, Demond Simpson at left guard, or EJ Scales, and uh, Gerardo Amazon at, at tackle, and Blake Carter. You know, I think we have a chance to be good at offensive line, and you know, in this offense, that's where the hammer's at. That's, that's, right. that's the offensive line. You know, we are a, a lot stronger uh, right now than we were last year. Uh, we're bigger up front, we're stronger, more explosive. So, you know, we got to carry that over to the field, and and that's just you know, uh, we've been doing some team camps this summer. I think we have a good good chance to be to be. Uh, be solid up front. Uh, Gavin Tyner's taking reps at number one at, at quarterback right now. He'll be a junior. Did a great job for us last year in JV. Uh, but, you know, nothing can take place of live reps. Every, every team camp he gets in, the better he's going to get. Uh, uh, Xavier Okafor in the backfield. Matthew Spencer uh, is back. Uh, Jahan Smith has really, really come around. Probably our fastest kid. Jalen uh, uh, Mayo has done a good job for us. So we, we have a little more depth at slot than what we did last year. Uh, at you know, at B back to full back, that's where you know, that's where you got to make your money at. And, uh, we got, got Derek Smith, he moved in from Florida, uh, working at B back. Dwight Hall, who didn't play last year because, because of COVID, he's getting some reps there. Dylan Smith, you know, he's, he's a junior, big, tall, good looking kid. So, you know, we, we feel like if we can keep everybody healthy, continue to improve, we'll have a chance to, to be competitive on Friday night. Well, that's awesome. I, I've got a, I guess Coach uh, Reynolds, your D, D coordinator, we got a mutual friend, and he was telling us you had pretty two special lockdown corners. So talk to us a little bit about your defense. Yeah, you know, defense, we, we, you know, we, we lost about eight on defense. Uh, uh, Matt Spencer's back. Uh, Xavier Okafor is back. Uh, Kendall Harris is back. But uh, we had two move in. Or two, well, one kid didn't play last year again because of COVID, but Dylan Smith played corner. He is getting better and better every year. Every competition he goes to, so he's doing a good job. Uh, CJ uh, Jasper, uh, um, uh, transfer in, tall, lanky, uh, corner. Uh, you know, he's about six foot, but he's got long. He's, he's really long. He he has really looked good this spring. So, and this summer, so those two guys have, have really uh, been encouraging. We've got some young guys. Uh, Pete Overton can play some there. Uh, Jeremiah Singleton can play some there. And Kendall Harris, and uh, you know, probably uh, Carlos. Stevens at a, at safeties, uh, along with along with uh, Wes Good. That that that's the back end, and then, you know we got we got a front 
uh, two of those three starters back. Jaden Rogers is back. Jaden Foster's back. Uh, Dylan Harris will play some. Uh, got a kid out that's been running track. Jason Roberts, he'll, he'll give us some. You know, he, he, he may develop into a starter by the time he's going to conference rows around. Great kid, track kid. Uh, so really glad to have him. Then Xavier Okafor returns at linebacker, and we're still, you know, we're, we've got some guys rotating in at the other backer with, with uh, Dre Holloway, Jaden Mayo, uh, could work some uh, Jonathan Goins, kid, you know, be a sophomore. Uh, that, that's a really good football player. So, you know, we feel like we got, we'll be solid with, you know, 12, 13 guys. So we just got to, you know, make sure we're in there communicating and, and getting our checks right and everything and, and playing like a hair's on fire. Hey, Coach, tell us hey, a little, just a little bit. Uh, you know, you come in your first year, uh, transition into this new offense. H- how was that, being being a new coach, these kids getting to know you? There had to be – to, to finish first in your conference like you did and, and one of the top teams in the state, there had to have been a, a, a great progression over several weeks there of learning this offense – you know, learning yeah. learning how to how to how to play in it, and and then not only play it, but then be successful at it. Yeah, you know, it's it's a the the flex bone is a huge. Uh, it is so technical the teaching parts of it, the motions, the steps is it's huge. And once you kind of get that down, then you just kind of tweak it according to what's what you know how you want to tweak your plays. But man, it it was tough. But then you know, we go back, we watch film, and our kids understood. Look, it's not necessarily the team that beat us. It's not them. It's us. Look at if we. If we would have done this like we should have, if we'd have taken this step, we'd taken this angle, you know, if we'd have keep that four eyes rubbing across your face, and and they understood if we play the way we're capable of playing, uh, we'd had a chance to beat a lot of people, and you know, finally week three kind of started clicking, and we got better and got better as the season as the season went on. But it certainly was, uh, you know, it, it's a process for sure. Well, looking at your schedule this season, it looks like, you know, Hootens has got you guys favored in, in your conference. Who who are some of the games that you've got earmarked this year that, that you know are going to have to be key games for you to, to repeat your conference championship? Well, you know, I think, I think, I think it's a lot like last year. We, we, I talked to two of our seniors yesterday, went to a luncheon, and, and, you know, I think it's just like last year. I think I look on that schedule. I think we can beat anybody any given Friday night, but at the same time, I think we could lose to anybody. Any, any Friday night, you know, it's just going to be how we, you know, how do we stay healthy? Do we do we continue to, to buy in? Do we continue to work hard, improve? You know, are we are we practicing get by? Are we practicing get better? You know, there's lots lots of things that, that go into that. But uh, you know, I mean, you look at every one of them, and you know, I tell our kids all the time, it's, it's pretty simple. All we have to do is win one game a week. That's, That's right. It. We don't have to, right. have to do anything else. Yeah, just win one game a week, and we'll be fine. So take care of us. Everything else takes care of itself, and and I, and I think our guys bought into that. That's awesome, Coach. Well, hey, we're out of time here. We appreciate you taking the time to, to to visit with us a little bit. We wish you guys nothing but success, and we we look forward to seeing you. I, I guess we'll get to scrimmage you guys again this year, and get to get to see you guys uh, as you prepare for your twenty twenty one season. Yeah, we, we'll come over to Greenbrier, uh, but who's uh, I think like twenty first or something like that, and, and scrimmage coach triple those guys, and uh, and we'll hopefully we'll see you there. All right, thanks, Coach. We appreciate you. Ah, thank you. Man, what a great interview with Coach Hill. You know, it's 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 fun listening to how somebody comes into a program and and the progression because you know taking over a program with success is one thing; taking over a program and not changing a whole lot is another thing. Sure. 
But taking a team and and, and instill, installing the, the option, which is hard to run anyway, right? Uh, it makes sense why they struggle early. But the fact that they are so successful later in the season, of course, hold up now, offense. It's not all your fault. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, yeah. their defense was They were special. Good. Yes, they were. And you know that's one thing we, we talked about a lot of how – <clears throat> excuse me, how effective the flex bone is. But just because the defense, you're, you're counting on them to, to play discipline, assignment football, right. play after play, I've never really considered it as far as the lineman standpoint like Coach Hill alluded to. Like you, you, you might double team this kid one play, he may go on block the next, the next play you're going to scoop him. And I've never thought about it from that aspect, but he's 100% right. Those kids in high school don't like – people blocking them in their knees and they don't like yeah. getting double teamed and and they don't know where kids are coming from half the time when i played when i played my junior year uh you know henderson used to be an option and they and they were usually pretty small and one of the worst injuries i had that lasted was backside guard i mean i'm talking backside away from the play <laughs> And just dove at my ankle, uh. rolled up high ankle sprain, and it it never went away. Oh, like it was the next season before it didn't nag. Wow! And it, it's just oh, it rolled and it hurt so. I thought I tore every tendon in my leg, <laughs> and all I did was sprain it. Wow! But uh, you know, you just can't prepare for that because you you when you're teaching technique, you teach to take your first step, mm-hmm. low back. Flat back, you know, knees bent, bent at the waist, extend your arms. Mm-hmm. Well, then what if somebody's dove into your ankle? Right. Yeah. yeah then what do you do? <laughs> then what? And so, uh, you, yeah, it's you, tough. You holler help from your linebacker. That's right. That's right. If you're like me, you lay on the ground screaming. <laughs> All right. Well, great interview there. Thanks to Coach Hill for taking the time out to spend with us. Um, finishing uh, second place last year in the East were – uh, was Jonesboro, who had a, a pretty good year, um, battled some injuries, but they finished six and four on the season, five and one in conference. Lost their quarterback early in the year, uh, I believe, to Con- in the Conway game. Um, you know, he was a, he was a stud athlete. Is actually going to Tennessee to play baseball. Yeah. They had the top the top two quarterback names in Arkansas football. They did cross jumper and rocker. Acebo. We we need to ask him. Yeah, we need to figure out how to pronounce the last name. Is it it Acebo or Acebo or Acebo? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. So, uh, they're they're expecting big things out of him. He's a good-looking kid. I watched him on the baseball field this year. He's 6'4". Uh, can sling it, so uh, expect big things out of them. They're, they're they're picked to finish second in the conference as well. And uh, why don't you talk a little bit about their coach there? So, Coach Coleman, uh, I don't know how long he's been there, but uh, you know, faced a lot of adversity last year and still produced. Yeah. So uh, we're we're looking forward to uh, to visiting with him. We've got a great little interview with him. So uh, just hang tight, and, and you'll find out for yourself about Coach Coleman. There you go. All right, we're live here on Between the Mats with Coach Randy Coleman of the Jonesboro Hurricanes. Coach Coleman, how you doing today? Doing great, Matt. Matt, how are y'all? We're doing good. Yes, sir. Doing great. Hey, uh, you guys have a have had a great. Great year last year, uh, two points away from 
being undefeated in conference to uh, a one point loss to, to Sylvan Hills, who was right there at the top with y'all. Uh, and then, and then, you know, even your non-conference losses were to two seven, a powerhouses, a close four point loss to Cabot coach. You had a great season. Yeah, it, it was good. And, and, you know, just, you know, in spite of all the, the difficulties that were, that were going in with the season with COVID guidelines and protocols and all that, it was, it was, you know, one of those for the, the books. And, and, you know, here's the deal, Matt and Matt, uh, we want to compete and we, we want, we want our kids to do the very best that they can do, uh, game in and game out, snap in and snap out. And, um, uh, and, and and we had a difficult schedule, and and when it came down to it, we played some really really good football teams, and and competed really hard in those in those football games. And and you know, like you said, the the Sylvan Hills game was one that was uh, literally won by inches in the in the last second of the game, and it was one of those great Friday night football games. The reason why we love you know high school football on Friday nights just Unfortunately, uh, our guys were, were, were disappointed with the outcome, uh, but we were not disappointed in being involved with that game because it was outstanding. Well, Coach, I, I've been following high school football for a long time now, and I know that Jonesboro has, has been on the come up. They're, they've been You've got a great program up there. Um, talk to us a little bit. You had – You've got two of the greatest names, or had two of the greatest named quarterbacks in Arkansas football history. So, uh, I know you. It was hard losing Cross last year. Uh, was it against Conway, I believe? And then talk yes, to sir. talk to us about uh, Riker and, and what you expect out of him this season. Well, first of all, I mean Cross Jumper, and 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 what what's great is I grew up with with Cross's mom and dad, and and uh, and and their families, and and so it was just neat, just just being a part of, of Cross's journey, which unfortunately, you know, uh, ended shorter than he wanted it to in football, but, you know, he was able to do all the things that he wanted to do uh, baseball-wise and now on to, to the University of Tennessee to play to play college baseball. But uh, That's awesome. Riker, Riker is one of those young men that every week uh, he was preparing to be the starter. He had the confidence that he – was was a starting high school quarterback, and uh, and the you know it really showed. And I'll give you a couple examples how the first game of the year against Catholic at Catholic, a game that started at five o'clock. It was brutally hot. We just played really poorly in the first half, and at halftime, uh, I went up. I, I got Cross and Riker together, and I said, "Listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to move Cross the running back." And Riker, you're going to go in at quarterback to start the, the the second half. And just the way those kids were, they were like, "Great!" And uh, and awesome. it really sparked us to come back and and win that football game. And and so when Cross went down against Conway, and it was it was you know he was having a phenomenal year. I think you know in two and a half games he had eight touchdown passes and three interceptions, and, and he was really good running the ball as well. Uh, you know, Riker came in and and uh, and, and just picked up where, where Cross kind of left off. I mean, Riker went on to have a, an all-conference football season, ended with, uh, you know, in seven starts, 
uh, had 20 touchdown passes and, and eight interceptions. So, uh, you know, it just it says a lot about, about what kind of kind of kids we have overall. But you know, specifically with Riker, I mean, he's a he's I think he's got a 4.33 GPA. Oh, uh, he's got a 31 on the ACT. I mean, he's six four. He can really throw it. He's deceptively athletic because he, he's so tall and long. He he kind of gallops, and I'm nowhere saying that he's like Matt Jones. But if you think about how Matt Jones used to, you know, when he would stride, he covered a lot more ground than, than you know, somebody like me who's 5'7". <laughs> uh, it's it just uh, it, it, he's, he's really athletic for how long and, and kind of lean he is. So uh, he, he's a really, really good – he's a college football player. And, uh, and he's getting some interest, so we'll see how that goes. All right, so the question you got to clear up for us: How do you say his okay. la- is his last name? Acebo or Acebo? Acebo. The one way we yeah, didn't so, try to pronounce it. Yeah, so it's just like if if, if you d- divided it into syllables, yeah, you know, it'd be Acebo. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. It's, it's, uh, yeah. So what a special athlete! I mean, you know, to to have you know, some people are blessed with with size, some people are blessed with height. Some people are blessed with brains, but Riker's got it all. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and and he's a phenomenal kid. He's humble. I, I think back to we, he started his first game. Uh, we went to Sheridan. Uh, it was our first conference game, and and he started. And it was uh, I forget which which organization, but it was the uh, game of the week where they streamed it, and uh, and he. I, I think through for uh, 380 yards and four touchdowns and he was the player of the game. And, and after the game, they're interviewing both, both Riker and I. And, uh, and when they start talking to Riker, the, the first thing he starts talking about is, is how good the offensive line played and, and how good his receivers played. And, uh, and that just tells you what kind of kid he is. So, you know, not only does he have the, you know, the size and the brains and the athleticism, he's, he's, he's a fantastic young man. Well, that's awesome to have a, a guy like that be your signal caller this year. So, with that being said, I'm sure you're, you're expecting big things out of this team this year. I know uh, Hootens has got you guys picked uh, to finish second, got Sylvan just ahead of you. But uh, that conference is getting a lot tougher uh, every year. Um, with you know teams like El Dorado who are perennially you know good, Pine Bluff is playing a lot better football, and then Cersei's two years removed from a state championship. So, kind of tell us about your team this year and, and what you expect. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I really think our conference is good as it as it's been uh, since I've been a part of, it. especially you know when it wasn't blended and, and it's just strictly six A. Uh, it's as good as it's been because, I mean, if you think about, you know, Sheridan beat West Memphis last year and, and played a bunch of people close. I mean, from you know, there's no weeks off. You know, I think uh, I've, we've got a chance to be pretty good. Uh, I do think, you know, kind of like other 6A teams, uh, depth could be an issue in, in certain spots. You know, I mean, for example, and this is probably, you know, you interview, you know, 32 6a and 7a head coaches and if they tell you their quarterback gets hurt you know they're going to struggle i mean we're we're in that boat too you know but uh we're we're just we're, we've got a good 
you know, we've got a good core returning. We've got it's a great character in that class. You know, we've got people like Kevon Pointer, uh, Latrell Brown, uh, that are 6'2 and above at receiver. Uh, Jesse Washington, who is a, a phenomenal basketball player, uh, hasn't played since junior high. He's out. Um, and he's 6'1", but, but super athletic. Uh, he's, he's a, he'll be at receiver. We got Tyron Ruffin who comes in to replace Connor Clark at, at our tight end position. Uh, so, you know, we could throw out a lineup at receiver that is six one and above and, and, and looks like a basketball team. Uh, then you, you, we got some depth at running back. We got Brock McCoy, who, who's a returning starter. He's a junior. Uh, he's had a really good summer. Uh, actually went out to Arkansas State camp and ran a four four two and got an offer. Um, so he, he's, you know, we've got speed and, and we've got some size, got a couple sophomores that are going to come in there and give us some, some depth as well. Uh, we returned, well, at one point we returned four of our five offensive linemen, but now we're, we're, we're left with three returning offensive linemen, uh, our center and our two guards. Hunter Mitchell, uh, is a three year starter at center. Uh, Omarion Wilson and Zach Oliver are returning starters at, at guards. Uh, we're going to be young at tackle, but, but we really, we got three tackles, uh, in Cole Abernathy, uh, who's the son of former, uh, uh, offensive lineman at Arkansas, Chad Abernathy. Uh, he'll be one of our tackles. And then Rashid Staten and, uh, Trayvon Jones will battle out for the other tackle, uh, spot. So offensively, uh, we'll probably throw it a little bit more than we have the, the last few seasons. But, uh, you know, again, that, that goes to the strength of Riker and those receivers. Uh, defensively, you know, a lot of times you build teams from the, the front to the back. Uh, our team's kind of built the, the opposite way. Uh, John Paul Pickens returns as an all-state free safety. Uh, goodness, he's, he's as good as, as maybe I've ever coached, and we've had, you know, some good ones. Uh, but instinctually, uh, just just athletic ability, size, he's got it all. Uh, he's had a, a good, outstanding, you know, camp season. He's gotten offers from Air Force, Army, Troy, uh, Arkansas State. Uh, Jack Cheatham returns as an all-conference safety, as a strong safety. And then we've got four guys at corner that, that can really play. Eric Wilson, um, Brett Long, kind of, Eric it was our nickel corner when we played spread teams last year. So he's got experience. And then uh, Tony McKay and Brandon Ward also uh, provide depth there. Uh, you know, we lose linebackers that are outstanding like Marco Avant and Cameron Clark. Uh, so we've got, you know, we've got some big shoes to fill there. But, but Carter Reese Long is back as a starter at our wheel linebacker. Andre Reed will be our, our Sam. And, and it's, Kind of up in the air between Jackson Lehman and Will Fire at our mic. Uh, Elijah Faulkner, Jamarion Thomas return as starters on the defensive line. And then you'll see people like uh, Xavier McCray and Fred Giles, along with Montrell Varner and uh, Ben Darian Webster. And, and you know, uh, Fred and Fred Giles and Xavier McCray are both 6'2". I think Fred 6'3", long at defensive end. And then Mark Montrell Varner uh, is the, the, the nephew or, or the cousin, I'm sorry, the cousin of uh, Jay Shad Stewart, hmm. who's now at the University of Arkansas, who is one of the, the, the most phenomenal defensive players 
was, he's simply put together the best highlight film I've ever seen in his <laughs> year. Well, I tell you, coach, and I think he's he's, he's going to be a starter this year at the University of Arkansas. So that's awesome. That. That's great. Yep. Well, with the secondary like that, I know it, it probably excites you uh, defensively on some of the things that you can do um, with your front guys as well. Oh t- yeah, definitely opens up a lot of things you can do. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, coach. You know, with with the athletes you have returning, you know, especially defensively, and then you know the key spots you have on offense with the leadership you have and in what you do have on offense, you guys could really have a special season. Well, you know, I, I hope so. And I, I again, um, you know, we've fallen into the trap before of of thinking, you know, that we. we this is the year that that uh, you know we we're going to compete for a state championship and and I, I think that that that's a trap that can 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 get you in a, in a negative way because I think you you just try to teach your kids and we've learned this over time to just go out and compete every snap and uh, and you know if we put together you know, let's let's say 130 snaps where we're competing. You know, as hard as we can on both sides of the ball. At the end of the night, we're going to be happy with the outcome, whether it's a a hard fought loss. You know, like the Cabot game last year, or the the Sylvan Hills game, or you know, a, a great win like you know, like we had against a good young Tom Bluff team last year, or you know, the comeback in the fourth quarter against Catholic. Uh, so you know, you, you just go out there and you teach your kids to compete you know, one snap at a time. And I know that's kind of a, you know, coach speak kind of deal, but I think it's true. Cause I think yeah. if you, uh, if you, you get caught up looking too far in the distance, you, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna get, you're gonna get punched in the mouth. Awesome coach. Well, that's all the time we have. Uh, that was a great interview. Uh, we, we've got three others that are going to be on the podcast this week. Uh, we'll be sure to send you a, a link to that so you can, you can share it with all your bunch there. But, uh, we, we sure appreciate you, uh, you, you taking the time to be with us today and, uh, coach, we wish you nothing but the best success this year in your football season. Well, I- I appreciate that. And I appreciate you guys. We, we, we need more people like you two guys that, uh, are uh, promoting this this great game of high school football. All right, Coach, we sure appreciate that as well. Well, we'll talk to you soon, and good luck to you. All righty, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was another great interview, Coach Coleman. Uh, We appreciate his time. Uh, it's easy to see why, you know, they're, they're, they continue to be successful. I I, kind of got my eye on them this year. I think they could really – push for one of the top teams absolutely and you know jonesboro's kind of got it rolling up there with their with their program right now yes uh girls basketball boys basketball won state titles last year um they they just got it rolling and so yeah they've obviously got some some great athletes and some great programs so expect big things out of jonesboro again this year um third place last year finishing third was el dorado el dog uh, what a tradition down there in football yeah. for el dorado and uh they finished five and five but they finished four and one in conference uh so uh covid got them a little bit looks like didn't didn't get to play all their conference games but uh finished third let me tell you something i watched uh i watched them play some seven on seven this year yeah and that quarterback has got a cannon Old gunslinger, huh? He's a gunslinger and very athletic, too. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised with quarterback play like that if they'll be a contender this year. Yeah, and fortunately, Coach Jones, Coach Stephen Jones, 
we got an interview with him. All righty. So uh, we'll go ahead and go to that, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get back. All right, here we are live with Coach Stephen Jones down at El Dorado. Coach, how you doing today? Doing awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, it's a pleasure. The pleasure is ours. You know, down there, we haven't interviewed very many people from South Arkansas, mm-hmm. and that's I grew up in Middle Springs, and we, we always called that L.A., or lower Arkansas. No doubt. Lower Arkansas. For sure. Yeah, don't don't forget about us down here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, it seems like we, you know, we've we've done some some uh in Eastern, you know, we talked to talked to Coach over at Jonesboro, we talked to Greenwood and, and Benton, but you're definitely the further south, but there ain't really nowhere south of you, so <laughs> Yeah, for sure. We're the farthest south six day school. So coach, uh what is this your third year coming into your third, third. year? Uh, yes, sir. Third year. El Dorado, tons of tradition. I think, what, nine state championships, Matt? That's right, yeah. Uh, you guys always seem to have a great football team down there. Uh, how do you feel about this season coming up? I feel great. Uh, this year, um, we've been looking forward to it. There's a lot of positive energy buzzing around our community and super excited about the Wildcats this season and uh, we're just we're just looking to have a great year. We have some really talented players returning. Uh, we have almost our entire defense back, and uh, we're just we're just ready for for August. Coach, we uh we ran into you a little bit uh, this summer at the shootout. Uh, my son's quarterback at Greenbrier, and uh, it looks like you got a you got a stud quarterback on your side this year. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, Charmin Rester, who uh, at the end of last season was. Uh, getting a ton of reps with the first team and so he's got some experience too um he, he can absolutely sling it i mean he is a very talented athlete a strong kid he weighs 185 pounds so uh he, he's uh, he's got a good frame but just naturally throwing the football he's one of the best that i've coached he can absolutely sling it uh he can throw every ball i mean we don't we don't have an issue throwing an out route from the hash to the other numbers uh, which is a good thing to uh be able to spread the field you know vertically with the deep ball and then horizontally with those outs and things across the field he just he can make every throw uh and then when you try to uh i guess overcompensate for uh two wide outs six three guys out there that box gets right for quarterback runs and things of that nature. So uh, he's a difference maker back there. He's a dual threat guy, and he's about to have a breakout season. Yeah, I, I noticed the first time he threw a, a, a deep out route, I said, whoa, that kid's got a cannon. Gunsling. He can spin yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, big on. Hey, Coach, uh, are you, you guys run the spread? We do. Yeah. Yeah, I figured with a, a guy like that, that's probably what you guys were doing. Uh, so tell us about the rest of your team, your, your rest of your offense, and, and, and give us a little info on what you got coming back on defense. Sure. Yeah, starting at running back, we have uh, two guys right now that have split reps with the first team throughout the summer, and that's Shadarius Plummer, a junior. Uh, Shadarius is a starting center fielder for our baseball team, a uh, great athlete, a uh, two-sport guy. And then we have P.J. Dinkins, who played safety for us and started uh, more than half the games uh, at DB last year. We moved him over to offense. Uh, he's a dynamic guy that was on our four-by-one in track. Uh, so he's got a lot of speed. Both of those guys, uh, I think, are going to be an exciting one-two punch. Um, they, they've uh, both improved throughout the summer and, and look really good going into fall. And then 
um, up front, our offensive line, have a little bit of experience. We have an all-state guy coming back, Devin Walter, uh, great player, probably going to play college football. Um, Jalen Frazier, our left tackle, returns from last year. And then Jamal Green uh, is going to be a junior, and he got a ton of reps last year, especially late in the season. He played a lot for us. Uh, and then we have a handful of guys, Jason Baker, Andrew Clawson, um, Cam Davis. We've got a little bit of depth up front, so we feel good about our O-line. Um, and then just kind of looking around at the receiver room right now, um, it, it, that's the group we're really excited about. We have, uh, starting with DeAndre Burns, who has an Arkansas offer. DeAndre is going to be a junior, um, arguably one of the faster kids in the state in all classifications. Um, so he's a playmaker out on the edge. He plays outside receiver, uh, can take the top off the defense and go get go get the deep ball, but also be explosive in quick screens and things like that. Uh, across from him, we have Cameron Bibby. Cameron is a four-sport athlete at a 6A school, which is pretty much unheard of. That's impressive. And uh, six-foot-three, uh, all-around athlete that can make plays. Um, he's probably been our most improved guy throughout the offseason. Uh, had a couple of good games towards the end of the year, but has really taken off, and uh, he's got some schools looking at him for sure. Um, and then we have Jackie Washington coming back. Jackie's coming off of an all-conference season, and he's a guy that uh, just makes so many plays, uh, and, and you can line them up wherever you want. You put them in the backfield, put them out at slot. Uh, Jackie's a dynamic guy that can do it all. Uh, hard worker and has really bought into uh, just becoming a, a better overall player. Uh, he's worked a lot on his blocking, and uh, I, I just think he's he can do it all at wide out. Great hands. Uh, he has an offer from Middle Tennessee, and then uh, kind of a guy that that I think is going to be the X factor for us, R.J. Thomas. Um, R.J. Uh, is is a uh, two-sport guy. He plays soccer. And I think uh, just watching him uh, break in his routes and understand facing, I think there's carryover from that sport with just the way that he cuts and the way that he can uh, the way that he can move in the open field. I think a lot of that is uh, because he's a soccer guy. So he's a guy that can make some plays for us. His dad played quarterback at Army. Uh, so, I mean, he's <laughs> – He's an athletic guy. Nice. And uh, you have those four out there, plus Connor Black, um, who's going to be a senior as well. He's our deep snapper, too. Connor's a uh, two-sport guy. And, I mean, really good hands, had a good offseason. So we have four guys. Uh, that I mean, five guys for really four spots right now. So a little bit of depth there and a couple younger guys coming up, too, that uh, we've seen so far that can make some plays. So offensively, I mean, if I just looked out there and had to have one word to describe our team, it's explosive. Well, that's exciting. You know, you guys finished third in the conference last year. It looks like you – did you miss a game or two due to COVID? It looks like you were 4-1. and one. Is that right? Yeah, we were 4-1 and one in conference and missed the first two against Pine Bluff and Jonesboro. Had, we had to cancel both for uh, positive COVID cases. And, I mean, the way that we were playing at the end of the year, I really wish that, you know – we didn't have to sit out through that time period because we started playing our, our best football kind of down the stretch. And, you know, we had those two games back, you know, maybe finish with a higher seed, get a get a first-round uh, bye. You never know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we finished third. We had to work hard to earn it. But, I mean, I, I think that 
uh, that will compete for the conference championship this year. That's awesome, man. That 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 really is awesome. Uh, so, you know, one thing that that, that kind of stands out about you guys in where you are in the state is, is they got you in the east. So you guys don't have a short trip anywhere. No, I mean, I think when they align the conferences, they put everybody in the spot and they say, all right, who's uh, where's the opening at? All right, put El Dorado there. We bounce <laughs> back and forth from the west and the east. So, I mean, my first season, we were driving to Greenwood and Siloam, and now, you know, we're going up to, like this year, Jonesboro. one of the road trips is West Memphis and Jonesboro. Right. So, I mean, it's, uh, we're, we're all over the place. Um, so, uh, we have to – adjust accordingly and i mean you know fridays are, are long days for our guys but yeah uh, they don't care they want to go play football and they're ready, to, right. ready to rock and roll and uh so i mean we do have to travel a good bit to get to a uh i guess to play against a school that's our size but it doesn't matter we'll go wherever coach you know obviously COVID affected you guys because you had to miss a couple games but just tell us how you know how much better is it now that you can you can sit down and talk to a guy you can you can hug a player after a big play you can you can you can give a high five and you can actually have a team meeting how how is that going to be affect your team this year versus what you had to go through last year yeah i mean i think it's more than football i think just getting back to normal for everything is a positive i mean the, the ability for a, a group of guys to get together and work for one common goal. I mean, when you miss out on that, that can impact the rest of the life, the life of a kid. I mean, sure. missing out on uh, an opportunity to learn those life lessons, you know, that uh, hard adversity, things like that on the field that carry over off the field. I mean, that's tough for a kid to miss. So I'm grateful for our guys just to be back together just for that aspect of it. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we're about out of time here, but we do appreciate you taking the time out of your day and uh, away from your family to do it, do this interview with us. And uh, we're we're pulling for you this year and wish you all the best of luck. Absolutely. Thank you guys again for having me on, and, and go Cat. You bet, Coach. Hey, being a South Arkansas guy, hey, I always got to pull for my guys <laughs> down there in L.A. So, hey, I hope you guys just wear them out this year. Absolutely. We appreciate it. All right. Take care, Coach Jones. All right. Bye-bye. And to no surprise, another great interview. Absolutely. Coach Jones down there at El Dorado. Matt says, got a quarterback that can throw it. Uh, you know, they can make some noise this year. They do. They've... I, tell me this. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I didn't mean to do that. But how how come they're in the East? That's a great question. <laughs> you talk about traveling. <laughs> you go from El Dorado to Jonesboro. Son, you might want to leave the day before. Now, my wife would tell you I'm directionally challenged. So, I'm really not. <laughs> qualified to answer that question well and th now that you say that now i gotta question it but i'm pretty sure they're west of little rock <laughs> i know they're straight down there but. yeah so el Dorado um finished or picked to finish third in, in the east this year so uh coach jones expects them to be very uh competitive and um we'll look forward to seeing what they can do last year um pine bluff finished fourth in the conference they were four and four uh, and three and two uh, in conference play missed a few games due to COVID. They really, they really got hit hard last year. They did. That was a team because of COVID. You, you didn't know what to expect because right. 
when they were healthy and and, and all, playing, they upset some people. They did. They <laughs> did. And they were young. Um, I, I'm a little bit surprised they've got them picked to finish uh, fifth this year. But uh, we'll just have to see how that plays out. We got um, Cersei. We got another interview coming up for you with Cersei. New head coach there in Cersei. This will be the third head coach in three years. And in in those three years, you're talking state championship. That's right. That's right. Two years ago, um, you know, uh, Coach Kelly was was the head coach, won right. a state title, then left to go to be the OC at Conway. Yeah. Uh, coach Kenny Simpson was coach last year that, that yeah. came in from Southside, and then now you got. Uh, Coach Clark. Coach Clark. And you know, also Coach Shucker down in Arkadelphia was the OC. That's right. For Coach Kelly. I forgot about that. The state championship team. I'm looking forward to talking to Coach uh, Shucker yeah. uh, when we get to 4A. Yeah. Um, but anyway, really enjoyed this interview. Uh, Coach Coach uh, Clark really expanded on his team. And, and that really, uh, it was awesome to hear him talk it about it. It was. And it was. And it it, it's awesome to always hear an ex-hog and, and you know, yes. and, and, you know, he's from up there at Northwest Arkansas, spent a lot of time up yeah. there. And then for him to get back here to central Arkansas and, and living with his parents now. And so yeah. it's just cool to hear the transition. Yeah. So we'll hear that now from uh Cersei Lions head coach, Zach Clark. All right. All right. We're live here. With Between the Mats with Coach Zach Clark over at Searcy High School. Coach Clark, how you doing? Doing great. Just, uh, you know, we're in the middle, kind of winding down the, the summer. And, uh, you know, we've had, a, we've had a good summer workouts and team camp and seven-on-seven and, and really getting ready to put the pads on. That's awesome, Coach. I got Matt Wilcox here with me, uh, Coach. Now, something you don't know, of course, you you wouldn't remember me because my name wasn't big enough to know. But uh, your your senior year was two thousand four, right? At, no, at um, UCA. Oh, at UCA, yes. yes. Okay, yes, it was. So in two thousand four, I chased you all around the field in, uh, at, at at UCA at Estes Stadium. I played for Harding, and uh, okay. you, you were the quarterback that year. That game, um, there was a guy named Tank Daniels. Yeah, Tank was that, in my class. That y'all had that um, I told – because we were at the – later on I met him like at the Little Rock Touchdown Club for a banquet or something. Yeah. And uh, I had a game-saving tackle that uh, – <laughs> Did you tackle him on an interception? Because he, he, he picked me off and then run – and I don't know how – I, uh, I I tell people I ran him down, but really I took an angle like directly <laughs> backwards and somehow tripped him. I think he tripped over his own feet. So but I was the closest one there. And right at the end of the first half, and we ended up winning by, I mean, it was less than a touchdown. Yeah, it was close. Uh, it, was. Game, it was a great game. Yeah, you guys you guys had some some good teams. And uh, but anyway, yeah, I gave I gave Tank who ended up playing in the NFL for like yeah. ten years, and he got you know, he got a and, he got a ring with uh, with the uh, with Giants. Giants, yes, yeah, maybe and, two. So I was a, I was defensive end, and Tank played just outside of me uh-huh. as an outside linebacker. So you freed him up. Well, <laughs> freed him well, up. no, the funny yeah. story is is that like two, <laughs> our senior year, like two what two thirds way through the season, I'm I'm over there going. Why won't they run to my side? <laughs> like the other defensive yeah. end is 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 much more well known than I am. Right. I'm just kind right. of a a function guy. Like I get in there, I do what I'm supposed to do, uh, and then I was like, you know, I, I just can't. I'm not getting any plays. Why are they running away from me? Then I realized, yeah, I got a 240 pound 
outside all American outside <laughs> linebacker about three foot was, from me. Uh, <laughs> he was a uh, he was a great player, and just oh, the one special. encounter I had for him seemed, seemed like a great kid or great guy. Um, yeah. I also remember Arkansas must have been off that week because Jeb Huckabee yeah. was uh, was at that game and uh, got to talk to him. You know, of course, we were friends from Arkansas, and then later um, we we coached together at Fayetteville High on the same staff. So, but I remember back as his, his dad was a was the co- was still yeah. the head coach there. Yeah, and his dad uh, his dad recruited me, and and so yeah. I had signed to play there. And so that summer, I knew I was going there, and and so I would go up yeah. there some, and and actually got to work out some with Jeb, which I knew Jeb uh, we right. from track. So, so Tank Daniels was from Clarendon. Jeb was at Harding Academy. Yeah. I was at Middle Springs. Yeah. So we were all okay. three, all three in double A football track yeah. and everything. So we all knew each other, and so I got right. to I got to spend some time working out with with Jeb. He's a great oh, guy. Jeb's a good dude. Great of course, guy. that whole family is excellent. Exactly, you're exactly right. And you know another connection that uh, I know this isn't what you thought we we're going to get off on topic when uh, when you thought we were going to interview, but, but <laughs> we might as well. Talk about our new superintendent, uh, Dr. Bobby Hart, is uh, coming from Hope. Well, he was a football coach at Clarendon and coached okay. Tank Daniels and uh, Kylie, who was a that's right, yes, Cedric Houston, who went to Tennessee as a tailback. Uh, so anyway, our new superintendent at Cersei High, who uh, the guy who hired me, uh, Dr. Hart was the was the football coach at Clarendon. <laughs> that year, I guess tanking. Yeah, their senior and year. Yep. And so mm-hmm. that that year, we were at Mineral Springs. We were undefeated, and they beat us in the third round of the playoffs at Mineral Springs. It rained oh, three, wow. three weeks in a row. We got we <laughs> we fumbled the ball five times, and they beat us by eight points. Mm. Uh, but uh, hey, I got I got on Channel Seven that night because I hit Cedric right after he took a handoff, and I slipped down, and he went about 60 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> but you were on it. I was on Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Coach, we're wasting uh, – I'll say waste. That's not right. We're not wasting that's time. Right. But we want to yeah, talk – we, we want to get it – we want to know about your football team. So, tell us a little bit. What do you got – what's your expectation? New coach uh, taking over a program. Uh, I, I noticed that uh, Hootens had you guys picked fourth, uh, So, which is, is, is better than you finished this last year. So, uh, well, you know, I, I mean, I tell people as far as expectations and stuff, I don't, I don't really know. I feel like, uh, I like our team. I feel like we have a chance to be pretty good, but I have no idea what anybody else looks like other than watching, you know, film from, from last year. And, um, but I do like our team. Our, our senior class is experienced at the, you know, it's a larger class. Um, and we, you know, we return a lot of experience and a lot of talent. They, uh, you know, and there's quite a few guys that, that played, um, significantly for that state championship team a, a couple of years ago. That's so, right. uh, you know, we return, you know, I, I think probably, you know, the strength of our team, one of the strengths that, uh, that's, you know, maybe, Underhauled it is uh, our offensive line. Uh, you know, very, very. I think we've got four, four seniors on the offensive line and a very good junior. Um, you know, our quarterback is uh, he's very talented. Uh, Kyler Tingler. He he's got a chance. 
mean, there's nothing he can't do. And and as he gets more consistent, uh, which he is, I think we're you know we're going to continue to get better on offense. And of course, everybody knows about Daniel Perry. Oh yeah. Um, I think he's you know he's versed, he catches the ball as well as anybody that I've you know I've seen. Just um, he has phenomenal hands. He'll play both running back and um, and receiver. Uh, part of that, you know, we got you know our tailback DD returns. He he play. He'll be a junior. Uh, one of the few juniors that will start for us. And um, you know, Reed Miles is another kid that uh, is going to have to go both ways. But he's just a tough, kind of hard nosed slot receiver, uh, outside linebacker for us. And then, you know, de- defensively, uh, I think, I think Braden Oliver, uh, was, a he's a free safety. He was a, a returning, he'll be a senior. He, he was all state last year, I believe, but, uh, very good tackler. Um, you know, our, our secondary will start, you know, you have four seniors, um, you know, linebackers are, uh, a little bit of a of a question mark. Um, just you know, a little. I, I think Zimmery's our only returning starter, but we'll you know we'll have to play Reed over there some, and then you know we're pretty experienced and about the you know the the only group that that we're kind of shuffling right now, and and we'll start brand new guys are on the defensive line. So um, you know, I think we've got a good mix of you know a veteran. Guys, definitely we're, we're senior laden, uh, really, you know, senior heavy. Uh, but that's good. I mean, the leadership seems great. Uh, the kids have bought in. Uh, a lot of kids that and, have tasted success too. Yeah. I mean, I, I think all those, you know, pretty much all those guys that, um, that I mentioned, uh, or a lot of them played and they played two years ago when, uh, when they were very good. This, this group has, um, you know, it's had success on a junior high and, and on the way up. And it seems to be, I mean, a really close, just my observation after being here a couple of months is it's a really close, uh, close, tight knit kind of, kind of group, um, That's good. which is good, which is, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's what you, it's what you, um, you know, what you hope for. I, I just, it's been a while since I've been around a group like that, that, uh, you know, it seems these these kids they they grow up uh, and and you know not to get off, but that's part of the reason why this job was so enticing is just I know football is going to be important to the community and and the kids these guys grow up they play football basketball baseball uh, together and they just known each other you know I mean it's it, it, and so that's really neat that dynamic I think the first time. You know, I was first couple of days. I mean, it, it, kids are kind of getting at each other um, after practice, like if, like I would with my brother. You know, yeah. whatever. Well, well, you know, shoot, it, these guys have been around each other so long that uh, you know, as as it, the more I, I observe, I'm like, oh, they, these guys, yeah, these guys have grown up literally. Yeah, 
grown up with each other. So it's really neat. It's a really neat dynamic, really neat community. And you know, places like Northwest Arkansas and, and Little Rock area, that's something that may be lost a little bit because you, you know, th- those kids aren't like you said, like, like the kids in Cersei are literally from the time they're right. little, they're playing baseball teams together. They're playing basketball, right. football on the same, that's right. You know, the same team pretty much. And, and so, yeah, that's, that's different. And there's, you know, there's there's not, you know, there's not eight different dads that put together eight different U trip right, baseball teams, right, that, that's you right. know, or whatever. And and so uh, anyway, it is a like I said that that's been that's been refreshing. That's you know that that has been um, really a neat kind of aspect. This this whole town, this community is great, uh, but the you know the kids. I have a feeling, you know, going down to junior high, that's just, that's just kind of how, you know, there's familiarity with the kids uh, and each other. And, and they know, you know, our, you know, our seventh and eighth graders, they know the high school kids, they know who they are. That's, uh, you know, it's just, it's just different. So, and, and I've really enjoyed that. That's awesome to hear. Coach, this, this is Matt Wilcox. Um, I've I've got to see this bunch play. I've got I've got a boy that'll be a senior this year at Greenbrier, and of course we battled okay. we battled Cersei a little bit in ninth grade. And uh, this senior class I'm very familiar with because those kids have uh, we've played against them growing up. And, sure, you know, Daniel Perry. I've watched him play baseball since he was about nine years old, and the kid's a special yeah. athlete. He really is. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you know, just talk to us a little bit. Like you touched on it uh, just a, a briefly about you know you're two years removed from a state championship in Cersei in a community that you know ha- had tasted that success and and then you know Coach Simpson took it over and then he left after a year. So just talk to us a little bit about maybe the challenges or where the program is and, and kind of what you expect going forward. Well, uh, to to be perfectly honest, I don't know. I I got. I got here, you know, just kind of a weird, the way it happened. Um, I was hired, I believe it's the last, I mean, it was the last week in May. And so we, you know, we got three or four spring football practices in. Um, but then, you know, but, I, but then we haven't, but it, and it was during finals week. So I, I literally, you know, as far as walking around the school when the kids, where the, I haven't seen the regular students here. Uh, so I don't, you know, I, and I really don't know. I'm ready to, I think I told you guys before we started recording, I'm, I'm living with my parents in Conway and um, I'm ready. I've got a house under contract and, and ready to get here sure. uh, just to where I don't have to drive back and forth. So that's, so some of that, I'm kind of isolated right now, probably with it being summer. And then not, uh, you know, it'll be another few weeks, a couple weeks before I get a, you know, get a house. Uh, and then we start, school starts and all that stuff. I'm looking forward to it. But it's been, you know, there hasn't been any negatives yet. Uh, but I would, you know, I would think, uh, and we talked about it some with the, you know, with the kids is, you know, nothing, nothing's guaranteed. I mean, you've got to earn it when you go and have the success that they've had you you know i i know we're familiar with it sure but maybe we saw last year hey guys we we still got to go out and earn it you know we still got to go out i mean there's good looking at the schedule 
and then the games, you know, for last year, yeah, we were four and seven, but very easily could have, you know, won seven, eight, nine, nine games of those. I mean, it was right there either way. Some close and, ball games. Uh, right. I mean, close ball games. And last year was such a weird year. So, so anyway, this year, you know, the emphasis is, hey, I mean, we got to go out and earn it. You, you know, I'm a firm believer, you reap what you sow. Sure. And, uh, you know, some, somehow, some way, we got to, we got to figure out how to, how to get back on the, on the good end of things. Well, Coach, we've got one more question for you, and then we're going to have to get off here because we've got several we've got to call, uh, or I say we get to call. We don't yeah. have to call. <laughs> yeah, this, is, right. this, is, this is awesome. <laughs> we, this, is our, this is our favorite part of doing this. Have you get played Cersei Country Club yet? <laughs> you know, I um, first, I, I think golf is a miserable, miserable sport <laughs> only because you are never – happy with where you're at <laughs> you're never because there's golf one that there's always a better golfer in there that's right somewhere. <laughs> and so but um i have been out there i think so i got mad at golf and i, I threw the threw the clubs away hadn't i literally have not played golf for <laughs> five six seven years but i i'm pretty sure uh you know once i'm here i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and join it i've been out there uh, Bart McFarlane is uh, is a coach on the on the staff. He lives out there, and I've been out with with uh, him, and and of course, you know, I actually ran into Mr. Relage, Rennie Relage. Uh, oh yeah, who you know lives out there. I've played that course before, but it's been years ago, and uh, it's a, just a beautiful course. Um, oh, I love it. I do. It's it's know, one the, of my the favorite. Pro- really. And that's what I've heard for those that actually like golf, um, which maybe I'll get a whole lot better and end up loving golf. But uh, You need to go see Bruce. Bruce. Go, yeah, go see Bruce. Okay, He'll so, fix you up. So, Bruce, when I was working at uh, Centennial Valley there in college, in the summers in Conway, um, Bruce was like the assistant pro. And, you know, really, really great guy. I've touched base with him, but hadn't hadn't run into him yet. But hey, there's people, the people in town brag about him more than I think anybody else. Listen, don't don't brag on him too much. Hey. He, he's already got a big enough head hey. as it is. So. Hey, hey, know, next time you see Bruce, tell him tell him that Matt Wilcox said he used to beat yep. the brakes off of him back when they used to play. <laughs> that is I a true wait. story. <laughs> can't wait. To. All right, Coach. Well, hey, it was great talking to you. We look forward yeah. to seeing you. We will be over there for sure to see you, and uh, we'll we'll keep in touch with you. And uh, good luck to you. Great. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. You bet. Take care. You know, Matt, that was, of course, a great interview, uh, but uh, I still, I'm still tired from chasing him around. <laughs> he did, was good, did man. Did you ever catch him? No. You know what's funny is his, I could tell his his voice. All right. That's one thing I remembered about him. Uh, you know, every quarterback sounds a little different, but he had that kind of little raspy and, and kind of commanding. I remember that. I yeah. mean, that's been 20, almost 20 years ago, uh, but uh, – he was a heck of a quarterback. He was. He was. <laughs> you know, and one thing I took away from that interview is just, you know, he kind of got in that position late in the season, you know, in May, late in the year, I would, I guess I should say. So he hasn't really spent a whole lot of time with his guys. And so he doesn't really know what he's got yet. Right. And so 
uh, we'll see how he, how he handles that. You know, there's there's some guys on that team that that won a state championship, so they've right. tasted it. They they know that that they have the talent to do it, um, and and that that senior class is is loaded with talent. So expect big things out of Cersei. They're p- picked to finish fourth in the conference, um, so we'll see how they do this year. Marion uh, finished sixth last year in the conference at four and eight, um, two and four in conference. They did get a new head coach this year. Uh, the the defensive coordinator over at Little Rock Christian moved and took the head coaching job at Marion. And so uh, we'll see how he implements that winning tradition from yep. Little Rock Christian over there. Zach Tribble's over there. He is. Yep. Yeah. He's OC over there. Is that right? Um, I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. So Marion's picked to finish seventh in the conference this year. Uh, Sheridan finished seventh last year. And uh, Sheridan's going kind of come on some tough times this last few years. But uh, one thing about Sheridan is they always play hard-nosed football down there. And they'll get after you. They finished two and nine on the season, one and six in conference. And then West Memphis, I'm sorry, West Memphis finished last in the conference in the East last year, but are picked to finish six this year. And they finished up two and nine and one and six in conference play. Yeah, you know, there's been some real good teams over the past from West Memphis. Absolutely, just loaded with athletes. So that's that's kind of your preview on the East. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the coaches' interviews and. Didn't have to listen to us yeah, ramble. We've on. done a lot of podcasting this week. Though. We have <laughs> lots of podcasting, which is great. Which means we're getting closer to football. That's right. Four, four more. Every one of these weeks goes by, we're getting that much closer. Man, so, I'm ready. I am too. I'm ready. Well, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be talking five A next week. <laughs>